conversation equals conversion. So those businesses who are really encompassing the human-to-human marketing, they're no longer just standing behind a number or firing off an automation. They're looking at creating an experience and an interaction. So the more conversations you are having with your audience, you will ultimately see the conversions. Hello, and welcome to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps marketers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs sell more effectively to the world's most powerful consumer, mums. Each fortnight, we bring you a deep diving interview with a marketing specialist from around the globe who can help you gain insights about this influential consumer. Let's hear from our host, Katrina McCarter. Hello, listeners. In today's episode, we are speaking with Angela Henderson, the founder of Angela Henderson Consulting. Angela works with women-led small business owners across Australia. And today, we explore the importance of human-to-human marketing in your mum communications. So sit back for the next half hour and enjoy listening and learning. Our guest on the show is Angela Henderson from Angela Henderson Consulting. Welcome to the show, Angela. Hello, hello, Katrina. How are you today? I'm very well and excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here. Fantastic. Now, we first met, I think it was about five years, probably even more, when we were both in our previous businesses. You had Finley and Me, an online toy store, which I believe you still own, and I had an online shopping website for mums. And I know that quite a lot has happened in those five years. You know, a lot has changed for both of us. Can you share with us and with our listeners a little bit about your consulting business and what inspired you to support small business owners? Yeah, no, I'd love to do that. So, yes, yeah, so we yeah met ages ago. It will be nine years ago, almost at time of recording, really, that I started Finley and Me, my first online platform, which was great online toy store. I also became one of Australia's leading parenting bloggers, working with companies like Netflix, Pino Cruises, and a variety of other international and national brands, which was great fun. We have just wrapped that side of the business up, though, to focus more on the consulting side, and that's only a recent thing in the last kind of four to six months. We still have Finley and Me website up. We still have all of our content there, which still gets hits every single day. And we still promote that on our socials, but we no longer do the e-commerce side of things. And I guess it's because my inspiration to be able to help as many women in business that I can to grow sustainable and profitable businesses. And the reason why I even started Angela Henderson Consulting was... I looked at my diary and over two months, I believe it was 14 off the top of my head, I had coffee dates with women in business and they were wanting to pick my brain. And it was then that I had the aha moment that I was like, I don't even drink coffee. I'm buying my own Diet Coke. I'm driving 30 minutes there, 30 minutes back and spending time for them to pick my brain. I was like, well, hold on. I could actually have a secondary business, which is now Angela Henderson Consulting. But even more than that is there is, I'm also a business mentor with the state government here in Queensland, Australia. And one of the things that we know is the data around the women in business. And one of the things women in business are more likely to fail than men. Uh, We also know that when women in business were interviewed about what was it that was holding them back or why were they, why did they believe they were failing? It was uh, financial and lack of uh, access to people who, do you mean, were able to bring them on that journey and help them out. So I try and help as many women as I can in business and not everyone in a pay capacity because people might not be ready yet. And so I do that either 
through my own blog content, my own writing. I do that through my own video content over on my uh, Facebook community, the Australian Business Collaborative. And I also do that on my own podcast, Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson. So there's a bunch of ways that I want to make sure that women are still getting access to me and those resources that they need. I know you've just been on our podcast too, Katrina, that I think it's super important. But then obviously, I also work with women in business from a one-to-one capacity in my group coaching program. So it was more about how can I help as many women in business to succeed while having that kind of aha moment uh, together there, Katrina. Yeah, fantastic. I, I certainly, the, the start of Marketing to Mums was very much a, a similar experience in terms of having, you know, 15 coffees in a week for someone to pick my brain. And I went, oh, why aren't I charging for this? Why isn't this a business? I mean, that, that was really the first thing that planted the seed for me back in 2015. So I completely relate to that. Now, Angela, one of the things that I've been talking a lot about lately is empathy. I actually feel that it's one thing to accurately identify kind of who your most profitable segment of the mum market is, but it's an entirely another thing to be able to demonstrate that you actually understand them. And to me, empathy seems to be the missing ingredient for a lot of brands. And I was keen to really further explore this notion of empathy and extend this to talking about really connecting with mothers. I've heard you speak about human to human marketing, and I'd like to understand what it is that you mean when you refer to human to human marketing. You know, what is it? So human to human marketing really to me is, and people also may have heard in the, depending on what what country you live in, people to people. So either P to P or H to H. So that can be universally, do you know what I mean, switched out. So it just depends on what your preference is. But to me, human to human marketing pertains to the experience and the interaction one faces with a particular brand. So again, that experience in the interaction. And what I too am finding in a, in a space where things are over automated, in my opinion, don't, don't be wrong, I believe there is totally realm, I use a lot of automation too. But in a world where especially first world countries where there is a significant di- disconnect, we've got higher suicide and depression rates than we ever have had before. This impact can be seen in our marketing. So to me, you know, business to business or the B2B or B2C, business to consumer, I genuinely think is so 1980s. I think that people are looking at people as numbers, they're looking at scaling, and all these things are wonderful, but at what expense? So those businesses who are really encompassing the human to human marketing, you know, we're seeing, you know, growth happen, including in my in myself and the other businesses that I use, because they're no longer just standing behind a number or firing off an automation, they're looking at creating an experience in an interaction with a particular brand, which is leaving, you know, really drastic, memorable and emotional connections with people. And therefore, the conversion is happening. And and something that I also talk about is conversation equals conversion. So the more conversations you are having with your audience through that creating that experience in that interaction, you will ultimately see the conversions. Now, it might take a little bit longer, but remember, you are here for the long-term game. This isn't a quick fix. So again, that conversations equal conversions is something that, again, I'm talking to my own coaching clients with and my groups with when I'm speaking. I think it's super important to go back to the old school. And I really believe that that old school will become the new again very shortly. Mm, Interesting. Can you give us an example of human to human marketing used in the mum market? 
that you really like? Yeah, I'll use an example of one, of something that happened to me. So when I was pregnant, it will be Finley at time of recording turned 10 yesterday here in Australia, which was super exciting for the little muffin. But even before he was on Earth side, I went to this beautiful cafe called Tognini's Cafe in Milton, Queensland. And there is this, like I was pregnant. So I always went there literally every single day for a raspberry blueberry muffin. It had this big crunchy top on top, which I loved all these blueberries and raspberries. And I had a can of Diet Coke. All right. Don't judge, you know, being pregnant, drinking Diet Coke, maybe not so much, but you get the gist. Okay. So I was there and every single day when I first started going, it was just like a, a normal transaction. But over hit time, what happened is, is they made an experience in the interaction with me. So I would go in there. Good morning, Angela. How are you? How's the pregnancy going? So they started to get to know me for who I am and they started to interact with me. It was no longer taking the credit card and giving my muffin and leaving. Then when I had Finley, oh my goodness, he's so delightful. Congratulations. And then now I had Finley, then I had Chloe. And now every time we go into the store, you are greeted. It's an experience. It's the interaction that keeps us going back. Because if I'm honest, the muffins are no longer as good as they used to be. They're a little bit cheap, I'd say, on putting the blueberries and the raspberries in. But I drive 20 minutes one way and 20 minutes back two, three, four times a week to get my muffin still and my can of Diet Coke. I could get a blueberry or raspberry muffin here where I currently live just down the road. But I love going there. My kids love going there. So to me, that's a beautiful experience. Again, and I was a mom, soon to be mom at that stage. And they've now allowed my kids to be part of their cafe, you could say, or part of their day-to-day experience as my kids have grown. So as a mom, that's really important because I want a sense of community for my kids. And also so my kids know that there's a sense of belonging. So I know it's probably a bit deeper, but that's, you know, me as a mom, that's what I'm looking for. Oh, that absolutely resonated with me. I've got a local cafe, or it used to be local, it was it where we used to live in the inner city of Melbourne called 15 Pounds, and it was 200 metres from the front door. I would hop in and get my chai every day, but I was always made to feel like it was an extension of my lounge room. Everyone knew me. They welcomed our family for lunch on a you know Saturday or a Sunday, but I could call in and say, have you seen the kids? And they'd be able to say, oh yeah, Josh just went down such and such. So it was very very much a sense of family and community. And I I understand it really clicks for me when, when you shared that example. Before we continue with the podcast episode, I want to tell you about our podcast sponsor, Cooperate. Cooperate is a powerful marketing technology platform that allows marketers to visualize your brand's customer journey, deliver great content at each stage of that journey, and see how it all performs, all managed from one centralized location. Cooperate has been built by marketers for marketers. I've actually had the opportunity to see the platform in action and I genuinely think it's worth taking a look at if you're a marketer managing large brands which want to attract more mums. Now let's head back to the podcast. I wanted to ask you, we see really enormous differences in behaviours and motivations and influences amongst mums right across the world. You know, Indian mothers are really motivated by a discount on price, whereas Chinese mothers look for a key opinion leader endorsement. And here in Australia, we see mothers look for a written testimonial to influence their purchase. Do you think human-to-human marketing 
is different depending on the country the mum resides in? Listen, I think in any country there's going to be differences, yes. But if you look at the bottom definition of human-to-human marketing and it's the experience and interaction that one has with a particular brand, that is going to be universal no matter where you're at. So yes, you're going to still have to consider cultures and norms and all of that. That's inevitable. But you're going to, based on what country you're in, if you can still look at creating an experience and interaction with a particular brand and those people who are going to buy from you, things are going to be remarkable. Things are going to be memorable. Things are going to be I guess you could say similar to that of The Purple Cow with Seth Godin, a beautiful book that he wrote. And he talks about, you know, when you're driving down the fields in, um, I think it was France he was driving and him and his family were driving and there was brown cars, or sorry, brown cows, uh, black cows, white cows, etc. And they were really, really remarkable. But as time went on, they became boring. They were old. They were just a normal cow. But if you were a purple cow, now that would be remarkable. That would stand out. And when you stand out, remarkable things happen. And so I guess when I, I, I blend those two together. And I tell that story because it doesn't matter where you are. If you can create the experience and interaction, and that's a positive, and you can be the purple cow, it doesn't matter if you're in India. It doesn't matter if you're in France, if you're in Germany, if you're in Canada, because again, you're standing out, you're leveraging your marketing, you're being something different. And I know when I interviewed you for my own podcast, we talked about, you know, being different. And so again, as long as you continue to create that difference, that unique point of difference, you be the purple cow and you create those experiences and interactions, it's not going to matter what country you're in because again, people are still going to buy from you because you've kept those things in the forefront of your marketing. Okay. So what does human to human marketing look like from a sales process perspective? Now, this is something that I have taken on board from a beautiful man uh, by the name of, now I'm going to get it messed up as I do. No, so the book I want to talk about is the book called The Go-Giver. And in the book called The Go-Giver, which is if you haven't read the book, I would strongly encourage you to read the book because it's an absolutely amazing book by Bob Berg and John David Mann. And what they talk about is your traditional sales process. So your traditional sales process typically has always been around, you have a prospect, you potentially qualify that lead, you present, you overcome objections, you close, you follow up, and you provide customer service. And then customer service, that's if you're really good at business, right? Not everyone actually even provides customer service. But what he talks about, and this is how I too blend in from a human to human marketing perspective is, is you create value first in your sales process. And because when you create value, you touch people's lives. And when you touch people's lives, you're creating those experiences and those interactions. You're building your networks. And when you build your networks, you're being different. You're being real. And when you're being different and you're being real, you're being open. And when you stay open, you become profitable. So too often, I think we're looking at, you know, working with our potential leads and our clients as just a number. But again, you must add value first. You must make those human connections. You must create those experiences. And again, it might not be the quick fix that everyone wants at the beginning, but the longevity of your business is what you're aiming for. And that's where you will become profitable. So again, you can stick with your traditional sales process. But my question would be is how long will you remain in business? Because at some stage, you're going to really have to flip to the needs of what those moms out there are wanting. 
And I know in some of the market research that you've done over the years too, moms want to be treated kindly, that they've got knowledgeable, that they're educated. Don't treat them like they're dumb, I think is what you said in my interview when we had you on the podcast, Katrina. And so these are the same things. Treat the mothers out there, treat whoever your current prospect is, add value in their lives, treat them like human beings, create value, build those networks, be real, and you will be profitable because you're not only going to be profitable to that one person you had an interaction experience with, as you know, with your research, Katrina, is that those moms are influenced, do you know what I mean, to so many others, other women that come into their day-to-day lives, you know, dads, father figures, etc. So that's kind of, again, I look at those two types of sale process, your traditional sales process, and I call it the go-giver sale process. Oh, interesting. I will have to go and hunt down that book and we'll make sure that we put a link in there for the show notes for, for listeners. Now, you predominantly consult to women, most of whom are mothers. How do you use human to human marketing in your own business to attract more clients? Yeah, so for me is I show up. Uh, I show up on a regular, consistent basis. So in my Facebook community, the Australian Business Collaborative, uh, yes, we have things, our schedule posts in there. Yes, but I'm the one that answers them. My VAs aren't answering questions or comments in there. I'm the one that shows up. I also show up by doing an enormous amount of video. The video marketing uh, is not only what Facebook wants, but it's another way, the best way that I can create those experiences and interactions with my audience uh, without being face-to-face. So I'm able to reach a much broader, I guess, pool of people by doing video. And again, like I said, it's not my VAs and everyone that are touching those people's lives. It's actually me showing up. And it's the one, one of the number one compliments that I get from people is they say most big gurus in this space, it's everyone like you, it's a dump and run. You never actually see the person, but the fact that I show up uh, consistently and, and that's what you have to be thinking about. Uh, the other thing that I do is when people come on board to either my group coaching or my one-on-one coaching and also on my podcast is that I send them a personal personalized gift. So it's not about me. It's not about Angela Henderson Consulting. I get their their name of their business. I get the gear that it was established. We have it produced for them and we send it to them. Because again, it's about them. I'm creating that experience and that interaction with them. And then they post it on social media. And also it's an emotional reminder of what they're doing every single day. Whereas if you just send a branded pen or a branded notepad, they're more likely to throw that away. Because again, there's no experience there. There's no interaction. There's no thoughtfulness put into that process. I also pick up the phone. Now, I know some of you might be like gasping for air, like, oh my goodness, you would pick up the phone and speak to people. But in a world, like I said, where we, where we are currently faced with disconnect and not connection, picking up the phone is a super powerful way to have a unique point of difference. So when I was uh, flying to the Maldives, I had to stop in Singapore on my way and I just closed cart on my group coaching program. And then while I was there, I had eight hours in the airport. So I just used Skype credit. I called each one of the new participants that had come on board. I think there was 12 for that particular round eight people off the top of my head are 10 people so I don't have the data exactly in front of me didn't even pick up their phone because the majority of us don't even pick up our phone anymore because if it's a different number we freak out like who could be potentially calling us but I left a message for each of them and then I got through to two people and there one person was like this can't be Angela she's on her way to the Maldives you know who is it they thought I was lying when they finally realized that it was me they were fine and the other person was like oh my goodness I've never actually had someone call me before in this type of capacity so those are some of the ways that I I really look at I'm again going back to some of those old school avenues again everyone that says oh I can't happen because I'm an e-commerce platform and I get hundreds of orders well that's fine but there's different mechanisms that you can always put into play 
Again, have you offered them a phone number so that they can contact you? So many times people leave phone numbers off of their websites. That level of just having that phone number there gives people trust, credibility, knowing that again, if something goes wrong, they can, you know, they can call you. Some of my e-commerce clients will hire someone. All right. It's an expense that they've prepared to take on board, but they will make calls to those clients who have bought from them. All right. So again, you have to look at what is that going to do for you? Uh, we then get return customers. They're then telling people, did you know such and such brand actually picked up the phone and rang it? So those are a few ways that I integrate human to human marketing into my overall business. And that's so important. I'm really big on staying connected with your customer base, particularly as businesses grow. So I've got a client that's running a very, very healthy seven figure business. And every Friday, he spends half an hour calling as many of the new client as many of the new customers as he can, welcomes them to his business, asks for their feedback, what their experience was like. And customers are so happy to receive that from the owner of the business to receive that call. They're very surprised and delighted. And at the same time, he's learning more about how his product is being received in the marketplace and understanding the needs and wants of his customers. So it's key, it's ensuring they stay connected and that he stays relevant in his business. So there's many, many pluses for it. Have you read Marketing to Mums? How to Sell More to Australia's Most Powerful Consumer? This best-selling book was written by your podcast host, Katrina McCarter. In it, she shares her eight-step framework to increase sales and profits. Whether you are selling a product or service, Katrina's methodology will provide you with the roadmap to growth. You can get your copy from Amazon. I wanted to ask you, Angela, are there any big mistakes that brands or business owners make when engaging with human-to-human marketing? Listen, I think, again, if you're leading by heart and you're leading with good nature, it's going to be really difficult, all right, to make mistakes because ultimately you're creating that experience in that interaction, all right? Like if you genuinely have your customer at the forefront, it's going to be difficult. But what I do see over time is that there's two kind of mistakes, is that people are just doing it to be able to tick a box. Well, you said, Ange, that I should just pick up the phone and call them, or you said I should just do video, but people can pick up on people's energy. If you're just doing it because it's a tick box and you're going, yep, I've done the H to H marketing, or I've picked up the phone and, you know, welcome them to my group coaching program. But there's like, oh, they, they could just tell, oh, they didn't, she didn't really want to be on the phone or they, they did, well, they, there's no level of enthusiasm. Or, you know, if you're just doing it as a tick box, th- then don't even bother doing it. Cause I would actually say it would probably hurt your brand more than it would help it. And again, that people, though they'll, they may attempt to do H to H marketing, they're still driven by people or as a number. How quick can I get the credit card converted? Up until recently, I've never ran Facebook ads or anything, Google ads, etc. And all of my leads for my consulting business have come through my Facebook community, doing speaking events where again, I'm speaking like they can see me face to face in the blood and just being consistent, zero paid advertising up until recently. So there's something to be said that again, if you treat people like human beings, it's really hard to make a lot of mistakes, but it's the mistakes are going to be made if you're doing it as a tick box, or if you're doing it because you just want to get their credit card as quickly as possible. Mm, That's a great tip. Now, Angela, we've got a large number of brand marketers and business owners who listen to the show. What three or four tips might you give them about using human to human marketing to attract more mothers to their business? 
Listen, I think again, you've got to go back to understanding your market. So first of all, it's like you go, okay, well, how can I incorporate this into my market? But I guess what is it the needs of the moms that you need to make? So I guess I'd survey your audience is one of my tips. Um, I know that you talk about, you know, them speaking with their their people on a regular basis. I know, gosh, you've surveyed more moms than we can all count, <laughs> Katrina. So I would go back as to I think one of the tips before you start, go, you know, you would give them about HMH marketing is find out where the deficits and and those things are for your audience. So for example, is if one of the tips I would say is like, yes, you need more video is what I would be saying. But how do we know that video is what predominantly your moms are going to want if that's not their platform of choice, right? So I guess if you survey your audience tip number one, you're going to be able to understand where are they consuming information and how are they consuming information. Once you know that, you can then start to look at how can I incorporate H2H marketing into my overall business strategy based on the information you receive from the survey. That is fantastic. That's perfect. I, re- I love it. You know that I'm massive on, re- <laughs> you know, from me, I'm massive on research. I believe it's a critical foundation and I think that it's right. I think that you need to understand what platforms your most profitable segment of the mum market has a preference for and, and accommodate that. But having said that, I would agree with you that overall in all our research, we are seeing that video is more easier, is easier for mums to digest than other platforms. So I think that your pretty safe on on going out with using using more video. Yeah, so I guess that would be my kind of my tip number one about how you could use HTH marketing to attract more mothers into your business. Again, a survey. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to survey your current list. You can survey people in other Facebook groups. You can like, there's a variety of different ways that you can survey because the more people get to know about you and what you're even doing, that's a positive, even if it doesn't lead to a direct sale. So, you know, never be shy to post your survey in other Facebook communities that are outside of your local kind of area because you're still going to be marketing and you're still going to be attracting other mothers to your business by just doing that. Yeah, look, I would agree. And I guess for our for our big brand marketers that are listing, you'd probably go more to a consumer panel or engage with a market research company. Wherever you're going to be able to get those numbers to be able to really start looking at that bulk data is going to help you. So then I guess what you do with that data to then look at those experiences and interactions. I know another thing, and I cannot for the life of me, we were just talking about this at an event I was at this weekend, but there was a big brand, gosh, Katrina, I wish we could remember the name of it, but they they went to their social media platforms and they went onto the Instagram stories. So another big tip for those bit more, those bigger brands that are out there is I would be saying, get behind your desk. And I know many of you might have to go through a few loopholes in order to be able to do that. But when I particular, it kills me that I cannot remember this brand, but basically the CEO got onto the Instagram stories and blew up the network, right? Because people cannot believe that this gentleman got out from behind the scenes. And it it was literally killing me that I cannot remember this brand. But this is what I'm saying is, is the number one of my tip is from is to get out. If you actually want to reach and attract more mothers to your business, you have to get out from your desk. So again, I don't know how you're going to do that. Is it going to be Instagram stories? Is it going to be doing live events? Is it going to be do you know I mean, doing more video? But again, your survey data is going to tell us that, but you have to get mine. The biggest tip is get behind, get from out of your desk. You must start showing your face. I really like that one, Angela. And if you remember what that brand was, let me know. <laughs> and I will make sure that we add it to the show notes for, for everyone else. Now, I wanted to ask Angela, if people wanted to learn more about you and your consulting business, what's the best way for them to get in touch? 
So yeah, I guess it just goes down to what platform they choose to want to get in touch with me. If you want to get in touch with, me, with my website, you can head to AngelaHenderson.com.au. If you prefer to get some tips about business in your uh, ear, you can listen to me through my podcast, Business and Life Conversations podcast. And if you happen to be on Facebook, please feel free to join my Facebook community, the Australian Business Collaborative. And even though it is Australian Business Collaborative, we have businesses from all around the world that are in there. Fantastic. And we will ensure that all those links are in the show notes for easy access to get in contact with Angela. Angela, can I just say it has been wonderful to have you on the show today. I really appreciate you sharing uh, the generosity and sharing your expertise and experience with our listeners. Thank you for being part of Marketing to Mums, the podcast. Well, thank you so much, Katrina. It's always lovely to connect with you. Thank you. a really interesting interview with Angela. It's really apparent to me that mums are seeking out connections with brands. And I think Angela provided us with some great examples on how human to human marketing can work, particularly in the small business space. I hope the episode provided you with some things to consider. And I encourage you to head over to the Marketing to Mums website for the show notes and to connect with Angela. Thanks very much for listening. You've been listening to Marketing to Mums, the podcast, the show which helps you drive sales and profit in your organization by developing a deeper understanding of the world's most powerful consumer, mums. If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and a review and tell us what your key takeaway was or who your favorite guest was and why. If you would like to get the show notes from today's episode or any of the links mentioned, all you need to do is head to marketingtomums.com.au forward slash podcast. Don't forget to sign up to receive an email to let you know when the next episode is released. Thanks for listening.